TED Audio Collective. It's TED Talks Daily. I'm Elise Hugh. So you're probably familiar with co-ops for food. You might support a cooperative like this in order to get your vegetables from farmers who share in decision-making. But as activist and author Trevor Schultz reminds us, food co-ops aren't the only kind. And in his 2021 talk from Ted Monterey, he introduces us to platform cooperatives, which marry a centuries-old co-op model with 21st century tech. Support comes from Zuckerman Spader. Through nearly five decades of taking on high-stakes legal matters, Zuckerman Spader is recognized nationally as a premier litigation and investigations firm. Their lawyers routinely represent individuals, organizations, and law firms in business disputes, government, and internal investigations, and at trial, when the lawyer you choose matters most. Online at Zuckerman.com. Support for TED Talks Daily comes from Capital One Bank. With no fees or minimums, banking with Capital One is the easiest decision in the history of decisions. Even easier than deciding to listen to another episode of your favorite podcast. And with no overdraft fees, is it even a decision? That's banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com slash bank. Capital One N.A. Member FDIC. Support for TED Talks Daily is from Progressive, home of the Name Your Price tool. You can say how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. It's easy to start a quote. Visit Progressive.com to get started. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Meet Esmeralda Flores. She is a home cleaner in New York City. And like so many home cleaners, she's using a tech platform, an app, to connect to clients but unlike other home cleaners, she's making $25 an hour, which is twice as much as she used to make at her previous company, and she makes a living wage. There's no algorithmic boss at her company that changes the pay or hours from under her feet, so she has some stability for her family. And every week, the workers at this company are meeting to decide how to run this company. They decide on the operations. Esmeralda receives training in finance and in management and in conflict resolution, and it really makes her grow as a person within that company. Now, you might be asking, like, what? Right? So what kind of company is that? I've never heard of a tech platform that gives benefits like that. How do they do this? So the answer is up and go, and it's not your typical tech platform. It's what is called a platform cooperative which means that uh, the workers, the house cleaners, are sharing the governance and the ownership of this platform. They are deciding on wages, they are deciding on benefits, they are deciding what customers are charged. And it's a truly democratic workplace. And I think that's really what we need more of right now. If you think of tech platforms uh, denying workers uh, living wages, if you think about them denying them the right to organize and expanding economic inequality in the process, I think platform co-ops are one way to change that. I know, I know that for some of you, when you hear the word co-op, right, you immediately uh, think of a white guy like me standing in a food cooperative in Berkeley selling you vegan cheese, right? <laughs> and... Uh, 
I love food cooperatives, right? But they are not the only type of cooperative. Co-op co-ops are really just uh, a group of people who have a shared need, be that vegan cheese or house cleaning, and uh, they come together to address that need. And so that might be a business, uh, and sometimes it takes on other forms, but it's always about shared ownership and democratic governance. So co-ops are nothing new. You heard about them. Consumer co-ops, as we know them today, exist since 1844, uh, when you know, textile weavers in the north of England came together because their, their pay was cut in half and their families were starving. So they decided to sell oatmeal and sugar and flour through a store, right, a cooperative. Today, uh, cooperatives in agriculture, not just food co-ops, are quite big. So you may have heard of Lando Lakes or, or you know, Ocean Spray. And so platform cooperatives take the best from these two tried-and-true models, the 200-year-old model of the cooperative and the much younger model of the digital platform, and bring them together. So here's what makes them different. They are made up of a group of people who get an equal vote in decision-making, and they are genuinely sharing that process. So when it comes to how much customers uh, should be charged, how much workers should be paid, and also whether or not data should be collected and to whom they are sold. So, and there is another thing that makes them different, which is that they are scaling equality. And so take Esmeralda Flores, right? So she works in the cleaning industry, which has an annual turnover of 75%. So Esmeralda has been with Up and Grow almost since its beginning, so for three years. And one of the reasons that she stuck with the company is that she was paid more. So that is significant in a context of typical tech platforms who take between 25% and 50% commission which is an exorbitant amount for immigrants who make up the majority of the gig economy workforce. So the women of Up and Go decided to take 5% commission, which they use to run the platform and pay for credit card bills, and 95% go to the women, go to the workers themselves. And one reason that the company can do that, that Esmeralda can be paid so much, is that there's no fiduciary duty to the shareholders to maximize profit. And here's another thing that makes Platform Co-op different. It is that everybody at this company owns it together, right? So it's a shared ownership, which means that also the intellectual property of the software is owned together. That means that they can create a small network of companies, like a social franchise, right, and scale up this company to then compete against large tech companies. So, and lastly, consider that Up and Go is made up mostly of immigrants from Latin America. And if they were a typical gig economy platform and they were out to look for venture capital funding, then the research shows us very clearly that the chances of these minority, women-led founder teams to find venture capital funding are very slim, right, in the single percentile. So meaning that these women would have never been even able to build a platform in the first place or add some much-needed diversity to the Tech Founders Club. So 
Today, there are hundreds of platform co-ops like Up and Go all over the world, and they work, right? And they work in more ways than one. They work because they are more resilient in terms of crisis, they are more productive, they retain workers longer, and often they pay better. So I really believe that platform co-ops uh, are a better, fairer alternative, and that's why a few years ago, together with a few friends, I started the Platform Cooperativism Consortium, tried to say that three times fast, at the New School in New York City. And essentially what we do is we support platform cooperatives, digital cooperative projects all over the world. We are working with 500 projects and businesses in over 30 countries. But let me just give you a bit of a taste of this, right? Like two examples that are really close to my heart. Uh, one is Co-op Right which is a driver-owned taxi platform with some 3,500 uh, drivers that make between 10 and 30% more than the drivers on these large ride-hailing platforms. The passengers pay 5% less, and already, despite this being a very new company, it's already one of the largest worker cooperatives in the United States. Second, Fairbnb which is a community-focused alternative to short-term rental platforms and will soon be available in 120 cities and villages with over 4,500 hosts. Half of Fairbnb's commission goes to community projects. And one of those is a food distribution center in Genova, Italy. Now, I know, I know, you might be wondering, right, when you hear about Up and Go and Fairbnb and Co-op, right, you might be wondering, like, how is this not a total mess? And the answer is, well, you know, they do what, like, everybody else is doing, which is they are hiring management, right? And they are hiring tech workers. But there's one big difference, right? And that is that the rules of operation are decided by all. So the management executes the rules that were actually decided by all people in this company. I've told you about platform co-ops mostly in the labor sector, and uh, so transportation, right, mobility, and short-term rental. Uh, but they can also transform entire sectors such as care, right, the care sector, culture and the arts, higher education, uh, and the data economy. I mean, just imagine if our data would be managed cooperatively, right? Cooperative data trusts, data cooperatives, or uh, imagine a social media cooperative where the users own the platform and decide what is done with the data, which data are collected and to whom they are sold. So one where there is no fiduciary duty to shareholders to maximize profits so that you can actually build in privacy and transparency and really bring the benefit back to those who actually generated the data. For many of you, you will think like, well, well, I'm not so sure about this. Uh, I mean, this would just never scale. I've heard this many times. And it doesn't, right? It doesn't scale like traditional Silicon Valley companies. Well, it kind of does, right? Up and go, sales increased by 97% from 2018 to 2019. But that's really not the objective. The platform cooperatives are not about going public. They are not about maximizing profit. They scale differently. They scale more affordably than brick-and-mortar cooperatives. They scale by creating networks of companies 
that then compete against large companies. They scale more quickly because the co-op can be anywhere in the world, and they scale democracy because they can be decentralized through crypto networks and blockchain. That is why right, I want instructors to teach about this model in law schools and business schools. That's why I want entrepreneurs right, to start one instead of another traditional tech platform. And that's why I want incubators to include this model and also unions to start platform cooperatives. And that's why I want ethical social impact investors to consider them and create an amazing legacy of equality. Now, I'm not here to tell you that this is, you know, this one model that will eradicate economic inequality forever. It's not. But what we need is more variety in the economy. We need small, unionized private businesses. We need employee ownership. And we need platform cooperatives. We face big challenges. But here's what gives me a lot of hope. When markets fail and the safety nets of governments break down, People turn to each other. People start to cooperate by forming food cooperatives so that they can feed themselves during a crisis. They start to form platform cooperatives so that they can clean homes and still make a living wage. And when markets and governments for too long fail to address structural racism and inequality, people form institutions right, like the Black Panthers free breakfast program for children, and the AFL-CIO, the largest federation of unions in the United States. So we saw democracy, or the aspiration to participatory democracy, spread across countries around the world, and now it's time for it to spread in the workplace. Thank you.